When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 179, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, you were created to live without depression. And joining me on today's show is Jasmine Bennett. Jasmine is a wife, she's a mum, she's an author, and her passion and her purpose is to help women live without depression. Now, after Jasmine's dad suddenly passed away when she was just 13 years of age, she went down a path of depression. And Jasmine began her recovery using nutrition, using chiropractic care, exercise, her faith, and of course, finding her purpose. And through her book and her business, Jasmine now helps women discover that it is possible for them to live without depression. Now, specifically on today's show, Jasmine is going to share, listen before you speak. She's going to talk why that's so important. She's going to talk about being patient or you'll be forced to wait. And she's also going to share love before fear and so much more. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, look, you are so welcome. Thank you for sharing your testimony and, of course, the, the message that you so lovingly share with your clients too. I think, you know, so many of us either know someone or we've experienced a depression and it's something that many, many more people are starting to, uh, yeah, to, to, to really struggle with. And I think it's great that you're now here sharing a message, sharing hope and possibility because you've certainly experienced that as, as well and now, of course, help clients overcome that. So so take us, but let, let's talk about depression. I mean, sometimes as Christians, even sadly, uh, some of us think, well, you know, as Christians, we really shouldn't have depression. But as we know, that that is just absolute BS. So let's just get that on the table. Everybody will have, uh, is, is not immune to it. And there's certain circumstances and situations that can sort of cause uh, everybody to experience it one way or another. So how would you define depression? Maybe from your own experience, what were some of the things that you were noticing going on for you? Um, yeah, so um, I didn't really realize that I was depressed until I was about 19, 20 years old, right before I got pregnant with my son. Yeah. And I was angry all the time. I was upset. I didn't want to eat, couldn't sleep or slept too much on Sundays. Um, just was kind of done with life. I didn't find interest in anything. 
um, just kind of going through the motions of life. Nothing really brought me any type of joy. Mm -hmm. And the interesting part of this, I was going to church. I was active in my ministry at the time and doing, you know, everything that Christians do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I knew that something was off with me, something was wrong with me. And that's when I re really realized um, through research that I was depressed. And um, me and my husband, we moved from Indiana to North Carolina. And I thought the situation would get better with myself, with my health, but it actually got, got worse. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just really bad. I was pregnant with my son and I was depressed. And things kind of gotten better at first when we moved mm -hmm. um, to North Carolina. But after I had my daughter, things just really started to go downhill. And I couldn't recover from postpartum depression after I had our daughter. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really bad. It was to the point where I was just sitting at home in the room in the dark and just crying and mm -hmm. couldn't move, didn't want to go anywhere, didn't want to eat and even had sometimes had thoughts of suicide wow. and i was like i just can't do this and my family was awesome they came to my rescue um we actually moved back to indiana shortly after um i had my daughter she was a year old um had my daughter in north carolina and she turned a year old and we moved back and actually went through a rough patch with me and my husband we were on the rocks because mm -hmm. of you know my me, me being depressed so it put me through a lot um depression is is really something and mental health is really something um lots of people in the church don't really understand it because i think maybe sometimes they're a little bit afraid of it because mm -hmm. they don't know how to approach it don't really know how to grasp it mm -hmm. and i think that goes for not just the church but just for, for everybody for yes everyone in general yeah so, yeah and and i think there are situations where you know each of us can experience a circumstance or a situation that really um wipes us out emotionally physically and i think where what we're talking about when it's depression is that those highs and lows or the times where we are you know not walking around with this in the fog and everything that you that you explained um, is more consistent and we just no matter what we do what we try to do there's just this cloud and for some of us it's really hard to to even uh, define if you will isn't it and, and and you just said yourself that you didn't realize that you were going through that till you started to, to do some some research and so once you recognized okay uh, this is depression this is not going away because we've tried a number of different things what were some of the things that you started to do that enabled you to to start to see you know that hope and possibility that hang on a second this is not this does not have to be the rest of my life so what happened take us back to that time you started to realize some of the things that you could do um well when we were when we were about to leave when i was about to leave north carolina um my family forced me to go to therapy because i didn't want to go i didn't want to sit and talk to anybody that i didn't have i didn't know um i was against it but i wanted to do what's right for me to better my, my family so i went and i talked to a therapist and she, she didn't really help that much mm -hmm. um but she did uh, bring me to realize that I did need to move. Mm -hmm. I did need to move back to Indiana. 
um, with my family. I didn't want to go. I was totally against moving, but I did need to move back. And so um, I moved back and my husband, shortly after me and my husband uh, moved to Tennessee, he joined the military. Mm -hmm. And um, we started going to a ministry down in Tennessee. And there was this group of chiropractors, this chiropractor um, group that came to our church one, one Wednesday or Thursday for Bible study. And they began explaining um, how the body works, how chiropractic care works, mm -hmm. about nutrition and wellness in general. And um, I began to think about, you know, my own body because I never looked at even thought about my, how my body works and how the mind and the brain and all the wellness stuff, nutrition and how mm -hmm. it all went together. And so they gave us all this information and I went home and I went through it and we went, we actually started, began seeing the chiropractor that came to our church and he began just explaining to us even more about how nutrition and chiropractic care really changes um, and makes your body better. Mm -hmm. And so I began getting adjusted, me and my family, my whole family began getting adjusted. And I began to really see for the first time a big cloud really disappear because we began to, I began to go to the new ministry and it kind of lifted through the new um, messages that we were getting because mm -hmm. we had been out of church for a while. And so it kind of helped to boost. But when I began to get adjusted and change my diet, I was like, oh my gosh, mm. this is really changing my life. And I just wanted to, you know, begin to tell women that it is possible to live without depression. And, I, and so that's when I started, began writing a book and um, yeah, the rest is history, as you say. Yeah. yeah, you continue to share yeah. that message, and and of course, you know, one of the things that I love about um, this the show is that we are able to share people's stories and journeys, and you yeah. know, there may just be one or two things that people can hear and see that is going to now completely open up a whole new avenue that they can continue to explore and see: is this something that I want to look closely into? And, and try is this perhaps going to help me too and I think you know what a lot of um, things that can happen is that we can physically be feeling you know terrible and, and depressed and uh, in, in how you, you you explained all of this, the symptoms and things that were happening to you because our hormones change you know as women you know we can be we can have all sorts of different hormone changes can't we in, in an hour and and be different personalities and things like that and and I think from a serious you know point of view, I think when we realise that there could be something physically impacting our hormone imbalance through the food that we're eating, and not compare ourselves to other people because what someone else, even in your family, can eat and be quite okay with, you can eat and having a allergic reaction, and maybe not so much an allergic reaction, but your body just can't handle it, and your hormones do things, and that then causes that cycle. Um, that you no doubt experienced yourself. So what were the, some of the changes you made in, in your nutrition? Should take us back to that. Um, well, I didn't really start changing our nutrition until we moved from to Washington. So we were in Tennessee for two years and we picked up the chiropractic care. And I, we all began exercising. And then when we moved to Washington, um, we got with the same group of chiropractors um, 
and he really started to break down nutrition and showed us really how to eat well, mm. how to cook our food and how to um, eat better. And so I began grocery shopping and moving to Washington State, everything is way more expensive there. Mm -hmm. So um, from Tennessee to Washington State. So I had to learn how to be creative, how to make meals that would last. And so because of that, I had to start cooking healthier. That meant more vegetables because meat was started to become out of the question because it was so expensive and mm -hmm. all the processed foods and the cheese and, and stuff that had to go. So I, we kind of cut back on that. And because of that, I began, we all began to eat healthy. So I started to notice the difference, even more difference in my, in my mood. And I began to study more about nutrition and how it affects our bodies. And so I kind of just kind of bumbled into that part. I didn't really intentionally, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, want to change, but mm -hmm. I was kind of forced to. Yes. So because of that, we started, you know, eating healthier, eating more fruits and vegetables, even to the point where um, we were eating literally rice and beans and vegetables. Mm -hmm. So because the food is more expensive. And so our family, my husband, he didn't like it, of course, but he did notice the difference in his health. And so Wow. <laughs> that's where that came from yeah it's incredible isn't it that sometimes through circumstances we have to make different choices and then we realize those different choices are actually making an impact and we think hmm now let's start doing this with a bit of intention and then you realize I and I think you know a lot of the um, and again you know this is for, for everyone just to consider and weigh up is this something is this a choice that I want to make and maybe see if this makes a difference in our lives too I think there's a lot to be said about wholesome foods fruit and vegetables rather than the processed mm -hmm. foods because really I know here in Australia um, who knows what some of those things that they put into it and we can you know continue to put things into our bodies that eventually our bodies will come to the point they go no more um, and that's when you know we can have illnesses and, and other um, ailments and, and of course as we said for you, you when you started to feel healthier and you were exercising and of course you were you were um, being seen by these chiropractors you said that a weight had been it, it was almost as if that cloud had dissipated had disappeared so how did you start to then notice if you look back into sort of your moods were they more stable how how was that panning out when you started to make these other changes um well after i started seeing the chiropractor just after two weeks i can notice that i began to think more clearer mm -hmm. um my moods were not i wasn't so moody like one day i would be upset the next day i would be happy um like on a daily basis I began to balance out and this was only after two weeks mm -hmm. and after three months um I didn't have any more depressed thoughts I didn't have any more suicidal thoughts I began to really have more energy um I began to wake up earlier I'm not an early bird mm -hmm. <laughs> by nature so I began to have energy to wake up earlier in the mornings um, to get up to pray and talk to God and so I really noticed that after three months and after six months I was just I would my mood I went from just being depressed and sad and scared and afraid to really not being afraid to mm -hmm. being able to live 
really without this cloud for the first time hanging over my head. Yeah, amazing. And for my benefit, and I'm sure others might be asking this as well or thinking this question, when you think back to what the chiropractors were telling you, was that because there was, because I've had um, chiropractic work done for my neck because I fell off my horse and I had, you know, quite a few headaches. And I found that that was as if, like a weight, a cloud had been lifted from my head because I wasn't, you know, walking around with a headache all the the, the time and um, soreness. So is it because there's a misalignment then in our spine? Can you recall what they said? Yes. Um, in the upper cervical area, there's this part where um, the brain connects with the spine. Mm -hmm. And in that part is a, it's a very important part because the messages from the brain um, flow through the rest of the body and it's only in this upper cervical part and when that part is out of alignment it causes um, foggy thoughts it can cause depression anxiety because the brain isn't able to communicate with the rest of the body and the signals mm -hmm. and so it kind of clouds mm -hmm. your um, perception of life and so when the doctors told me this I was like, oh my gosh, adjust me again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Can I but, have a um, chair here and I'll just come in every day? That makes yeah. sense. I mean, in that, that can be from the pillows that you're, from the way that you're just sitting. For many of us, we're yeah. sitting in desks all the time in the neck. I yes. would imagine that that could get to a stage where that would certainly um, cause blockages. Interesting, you know, interesting um, how, yeah, just through through those adjustments and of course nutrition is really important and exercise as, as well. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Let's talk about why it's important to listen before you speak. Is this a lesson that you've learned? Yes. Um, with me and my husband, uh, I talk about me and my husband a lot through conversations with other people in business. Um, so he's taught me how to listen before I speak a lot um, because I just in my nature, I just want to get to the point, you know, mm -hmm. how some people, I'm one of those people, I just want to get to the nitty gritty of what's really going on. And so I've learned to really enjoy all the details, all the different aspects of conversations, even in reading. Mm -hmm. um, I want to skip to the middle of a book to get to the, you know, the good parts <laughs> of the book. And so um, I've learned to just wait and listen, even in, in prayer, I want to, you know, God to tell me what to do, tell me, you know, what I, I should be doing. And I've learned to just sit back and wait and mm -hmm. listen so I can get the right answers. Because sometimes the answers aren't going to come back. You're not going to get an, another opportunity to get the answer if you're so anxious and want to, you know, talk before mm -hmm. someone else has an opportunity me to say something or for them to explain to you yes so, so important and uh, I think that even in a couple of other podcast interviews that I have done just recently you know we were talking about the fact that God created us with one mouth but two ears and there's a, a, a reason for that you know and and look how many of us are um, when we start to really listen to someone else you're able to build a relationship with them so often people are rushing through work and life and business and they just needed yes. someone to take that time, that, that uh, time just to, to listen. And I think if we can model that for others, 
it uh, certainly is uh, going to hold us in good stead for sure and, and enable us to build those solid relationships. Let's talk about being patient or you'll be forced to wait. You've kind of hinted at that, you know, even in your prayer and time that uh, God has said, no, there's going to be some waiting time. What's the greatest insight that you want to share with us around how important it is for us to be patient? Oh my gosh. So this has been like one of the themes of my life. So um, when I first started, decided that I was going to start a business, um, I wanted to just get a name, get a trademark, get a copyright, get everything together, get a website, and I'm just going to do it right now. And I'm just going to, you know, get my name out there and all that. And this was five years ago. Mm -hmm. So and I'm just now getting to the point where I'm really you know, starting to get traction on the right traction on my business. And so when I think back, um, oh my gosh. And I thought in my mind that I was going to start 2015, 2000, uh, that I was just going to start mm -hmm. and be done, but that did not happen. And, you know, i heard in my prayers and other people told me, you know, be patient, your time will come. But I was just so zealous mm. that I just wanted to start right then. Yes. And not to say that my passion wasn't wrong and what I wanted to do was wrong. It was just not the right time. Mm -hmm. um, I was still young. My husband was still in the military. Kids were little. I had toddlers, two. Uh, there were three and four then. I had no time to really run a business I was in I just really recovered from depression a year before that yeah. so I really should not have been trying to start a full-time business but I just wanted to yeah. so five years later here I am and <laughs> I think that's a testimony in itself, the yeah. fact that I had to wait five years. So. Look, it, yeah, and I think, you know, what, what I love about that is that so many of us do think that, don't we, when we get into business, you start 2015, 2016 will be your bumper year, 2017, you're retiring, you know, and then yes. go and sailing off to, in, in some yacht or something like that. And God says, mm, no, I've got other plans for you. But it's so important that that's right. And I think as Christian business owners, we realize, and I know that you do this uh, through what you've shared already we need to put him first and foremost uh, in, in our prayer time and because of as we are building those kingdom business that really bring him glory and then I'm sure then you know doors and opportunities open that you would never have even thought uh, were possible one of the verses that I love was around you know if you delight yourself in the Lord he will give you the yeah. desires of your heart. What often happens is the desires of your heart becomes him anyway. So it's this wonderful circle. <laughs> However, we can continue to really make an impact with the message that we share and in the lives, of course, of the clients who we serve and, and support, which is uh, wonderful. Now let's talk about love before fear. Why is that so important? Um, I've learned this um, because I've been a really fearful person from the time I was young, very timid. And I've learned this really in my young adulthood to not be so afraid um, because learned that God really loves us and he wants us, he wants the best for us. He wants to give us stuff. He wants to, you know, give us that shiny toy on the shelf that, you know, we've been begging him for since we were like little, you know, mm -hmm. he wants to do stuff like that. And we get so afraid that we're not going to get it, that I'm not going to get it, or I 
get so afraid of, you know, thinking that other people are have control over my destiny, over my future, to the point where I, you know, beg mm. and plead with other people or look, you know, look to them for things that only God wants to give us. And so I've learned that through my personal relationship with God to just trust that he loves me enough to give me what I need when mm. I need it and not be afraid of my future or my past to or, or my present to know that he's with me in whatever I do. Yeah, I love that. And of course, you know, learning those incredible insights and having patience now and knowing, you know, the right steps that you are taking to, to the growth of, of your business and of course always doing that, leaning into him and, uh, you know, remaining faithful in that. When you think about your, the situation that you were explaining earlier around your depression, how is that now for you? Are there days when you just think, oh, that cloud has not, um, you know, bothered me for, for many, many years. How's that playing out for you now? Oh my gosh, I can't even, I, some days I don't even know how I made it through um, because that time was such a dark, dark time. And I just think about how God really, really loved me enough and gave me so much grace, so much support during that time, because I honestly don't even know how I made it. I mean, mm. I was, I was so low and, um, to think back and now and I think about where I am now it's like oh my gosh it's like almost like Jesus is really real you know because mm -hmm. <laughs> I have I can't take credit for where I am now um you know nutrition is good and chiropractic care is awesome exercise is good but Jesus created all of that mm -hmm. so I can't really take credit or give credit to anything else other than him because I really don't know where I would be if it was, yeah. was not for him. I think what what's uh, what what I'm reminded of, and in the conversations that I've had with, I mean, now your show 179, oh, wow. so 179 <laughs> shows later. One of the things that I am, am really seeing is there's absolute spiritual connection, and we know that to be prayer and praise and everything that we're reminded of how important it is, you know, to, to know the word and to continue our conversation in prayer time with Him. There are also practical steps that God has blessed other people with in, that we come into contact with in our lives, whether it be coaches, mentors, professionals, medical um, team to help us. And so, you know, so often, yeah, prayer is so, so very important. And so is sometimes changes in nutrition to see what is going to be relevant for us, what our bodies are like, what's good for us nutrition wise, and what may be inhibiting our bodies to be able to function our mind, you know, and, and our minds as well. That's so important to, to continue searching for till you get to that stage where you are able to wake up and, as you said, not have this uh, huge cloud uh, hanging over you. What would you say then to families who have loved ones who are struggling with depression? Because sometimes as family members or even close um, you know, close friends, we want to be there to support them. But sometimes the things that we say and do are anything but supportive. So what are some things that you can speak to share that really helps us to to be able to support as best we can those loved ones that, that are struggling with depression? 
Um, I would say to just be there for them um, because when I know when I was depressed, uh, my family came to my rescue several different times, many, many times. And they were just there to talk to me, to encourage me, to support me, and they prayed for me. And so just to be there for them. And sometimes it takes a little bit of tough love sometimes, mm -hmm. because I know that for me, I was very stubborn. I didn't want to go to therapy. And so I just refused. And they basically almost basically made my appointment. My yeah. cousin said, either you're going to call or I'm going to call. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of aspect, that thinking kind of, you know, that can help. Um, and just, you just have to kind of have to know because family, my family knows me. Mm. And so family members and friends, if, if, you know, if they have someone struggling, they know them, they know their personalities. So mm. they kind of have a better idea of how to deal with them more so than sometimes a professional or sometimes someone who's not really familiar, familiar with them. Mm. So they kind of know what their weaknesses are, what kind of triggers them. And so I think just um, encouraging them, helping them, giving them a little bit of tough love when mm -hmm. needed, and just really being by their side. Yeah. I mean, I think about someone who has cancer or someone who, you know, has um, some type of other illness. You would just be there for them and mm -hmm. just help them through it no matter what. And yeah. so I think of that as kind of the same way. Yeah, so important. And I think um, I've read some articles where often people who are very much in, in the midst or the grip of depression can often feel that they're unloved. They can often feel that they are alone and that nobody understands truly what they're going through. Now, whilst it's so hard to truly understand and you know appreciate what someone is struggling with, unless, of course, you've walked in their shoes, and then every circumstance, every situation, of course, is going to be different how we experience. I think what's really important is to continue to show that other person that you are there, that you love them, that they are loved, and that they are not alone. I think that that's so important, and to give them hope you know, through that, because quite often when people lose that hope, I mean, without hope, I mean, where are you? And of course, as we know, Jesus is the hope, the only real hope, the, the lasting hope. And of course, yeah. um, you know, what, what wonderful uh, message that you're now sharing for others who may be struggling with something that you've experienced yourself and now, of course, have been able to, with his help, and of course, with the help of the other things that you you made decisions and changes in your life, you're now living that out. Your children are, um, you know, beautiful, growing. Um, you've got that strong relationship with your husband, and of course, your business is now continuing to grow from strength to strength. So, Jasmine, just share with us how can people get in contact with you to find out more about how you might be able to support them. Sure. Um, well, I'm mainly on Instagram now. I don't have a Facebook page yet. Um, a business Facebook page yet. Um, they can find me on Instagram at Jasmine Leray Bennett. That's J-A-S-M-I-N-E-L-A-R-A-I-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. And they can find me, they can follow me and connect with me there. Um, I love to connect with you. I, I like learning, uh, meeting new people and learning new things all the time. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Great. And of course, we'll put uh, that Instagram handle up on our show notes for Jasmine, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE179. One of the things I'm doing for all of my guests, and I'd be honored to do that for you, Jasmine, is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you? 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.